Hello and welcome. I'm Rich Perley and this is the Peer Digital Podcast. This show is for technology leaders who want to discuss important topics and issues of the day from a technology perspective. Everything from digital transformation, business continuity planning for coronavirus, legacy infrastructure replatforming, and much, much more. I'll be helping to guide your transformational journey, navigating through tough terrain while overcoming obstacles and reducing costly mistakes. Whether you're a CEO, CIO, or just trying to plug into the digital landscape, you need proven strategies and someone who has been there and done that. You can learn more and stay up to date at peerdigital.com. Rich Purley is CEO and Managing Partner at Peer Digital Advisory Solutions, a boutique consultancy that supports companies on their journey from legacy technologies and business models to the realization of a digital operating model. Rich shares insight from the perspective as former CIO and EVP for Global Services at Beckton Dickinson, now a leading independent consultant, helping Fortune 500 leaders take advantage of accelerating technology change, digitally transforming their organizations and culture. All opinions expressed by Rich Purley and Peer Digital and podcast guests are solely their own opinions. This is Rich Perley with the Peer Digital Podcast. A couple of the things we want to make sure that you get out of this, first and foremost, that the topic is interesting. You're going to invest 15 minutes of your time, and we want this to be something where you can take a couple relevant nuggets away and hopefully bring back a question for consideration to you and your organization. So with that in mind, I want to start off with today's conversation, which is where are we with the coronavirus? What's going on and how does it impact our daily lives and our work lives? So those of you that were watching the news today, the jobs report came out and talked about 700,000 plus jobs in March that were lost in the last couple of weeks. Just under 10 million Americans filed for unemployment. Stock market crash in, in March has definitely moved us closer to a recession, so much so that the government has put out a large rescue package. And I think what that does on the basic level is give us a lot of uncertainty in our lives. No two companies have the exact same situation. You know, you could be in transportation and, you know, a company like UPS or Consolidated Freightways or some of the large trucking companies, they're right now, you know, overwhelmed because the whole supply chain has really shifted and it's causing them a lot of work. On the other hand, you could be in the same you know, vertical of transportation and be an airline and, or a cruise line company and you're in a totally different position. So what we want to talk about is you know, what are some of those things that you should be thinking about regardless of what industry, given your situation. And so in thinking about that, we've kind of laid it out to, are you super busy? right? Are you being inundated? Uh, You could be a hospital, you could be a medical device provider. And right now you don't have the opportunity to make any new changes. And it's really just about survival. How do I get through this demand? How do I focus on that? For those of you following along, Moody's.com slash coronavirus has 
basically a moderate exposure, low exposure diagram, you know, by industry. And so I'm using that as a reference point, but I, I would probably start to say that I think everybody has a high exposure because this is going to change how organizations do business. And I think everybody's going to have to take a step back and evaluate, you know, those changes and what is it, what does it mean to me? And I think even within specific industries, you know, as I indicated earlier, transportation, you're going to have different impacts, you know? So if you're an airline, you know, I've got all this equipment, can I repurpose my jets, which is a huge asset to carry cargo? And I'm sure they're probably working through different ways to do that, you know, in light of, you know, having a significantly diminished passenger traffic. Other industries, uh, if you look at some of the manufacturers of, of medical devices, which I have uh, background in, you know, their manufacturing locations typically run in the 80 to 90% capacity. And now, depending on what the product is they're making, if it's a respirator or if it's masks, they've got to push you know, capacity up. And there's, there's going to be supply chain impacts with all of the large wholesalers. And so that's going to kind of flow through. So each organization is going to have to go through and really do some type of an assessment. I think if you're in the situation where you were materially impacted and your business has gone down, you should be doing that assessment now. And you should be determining, you know, how you're going to exit it and what are the things that you need to do in order to maintain a going concern. I think if you're on the other end of the spectrum, you're just trying to keep the machines going. And I think you still need to be doing an assessment, but you need to set a real time frame for what is the new normal. Am, am I going to have to run, you know, at 120% manufacturing capacity for three years? What does that mean? And so I think evaluating, you know, those circumstances, then you're going to have all of those companies in between. So what is your playbook? What are the action steps you're taking? And doing nothing is a decision. But in this environment, I mean, one of the things I would push people is don't, don't do nothing. Create a playbook, get a game plan, get some outside help. I think, you know, smart people that can manage through these types of situations are going to be in scarce supply. And so how do you shore up and get those resources in place to help you with your most challenging problems? And I think everybody's going to be scrambling to put that in place so that they can manage through this. And one of the analogies that I use, again, uh, given my IT background, is this notion of a critical incident. So in IT, we have something known as a severity one. And when a severity one happens, everything stops in IT. Whatever you're working on, you now need to work on this critical incident because this critical incident is so important. You know, I can't manufacture a product. I can't ship product. You know, my phones are down. My, my, my customer service associates, they can't talk to customers. And so everything needs to stop so that my organization can focus on that problem until the problem is resolved. Well, what we have going on right now is a global SEV-1. And it's something that we've never really seen before as a world, with the exception of maybe like world wars or, or things like that. But this is an incident that is causing a, a, a stoppage until we can get on the other side of it. And, you know, you hear the pundits and people 
talking about when's the all clear sign coming? I, I think that's a big question for all of us. And what people need to be working on is what's your plan for the all clear? What are the scenarios that you're working through so that when the all clear comes that you're ready to go? And what are the things that you need to be doing now? And because once that happens, it's going to be a mad dash across all these industries in different ways. And it's going to be, you know, a significant pull on resources. So really the purpose of my conversation today is to start to get people thinking about what do I need to do on the other side of this? How do I get my people ready? How do I get my leaders ready? And what are some of those critical questions that I should be asking of the organization? And how how can I position myself to really you know help and support my organization in an effective manner? I mean, all of us see the negativity that's out there. And the reality is nobody wants to hear the negativity. And we have to be islands of leadership so that people feel comfortable with engaging and, and really helping not just our companies, but society move on the other side of this. And I think the winners, you know, in this, in this environment are the people who are helping the people that are pushing in and really giving back to the, to the world in different ways. You see, you know, what Apple's doing, what, what Robert Kraft has done with, with, you know, repurposing his jets. None of those people have to do that. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And we need more people thinking that way in helping us as a society, you know, move on. So it's a challenging time, I think, for all of us, but you're going to see who the true leaders are in your, in your organizations based on how they act through this. Are they running out of the building or are they running into the building uh, to, to help people? This podcast is sponsored by Peer Digital Advisory Solutions, a boutique consultancy that supports companies on their journey from legacy technologies and business models to the realization of a digitally operating model. If you would like to learn more about Peer Digital and see notes from today's show, visit www.peerdigital.com forward slash podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Rich Purley. So as you think about what's going on in your organization and as you're doing your assessment of what you should be doing more of, what should you be doing the same of, and things that you should be stopping, part of what the question set you should be asking and that you should be evaluating are your partners. Now, partner has a legal meaning, and I'm not necessarily going with the hard and fast legal meaning, but partner is somebody who has a vested interest in your success and who, in my vernacular, isn't just cashing checks. They're adding value to your organization and they're there for you every day. And so this is your opportunity as a leader and as an organization to really understand if your partners are adding value. I've talked about it in, in uh, conversations that I've had about one of my former customers, McDonald's, and everybody in their supply chain they saw as McFamily. You know, whether it was Coca-Cola, whether it was the bakery that made the buns or the, you know, the company that made the, the containers, they were all part of McDonald's supply chain 
and they were valued and they were treated as a valued partner. And so are your partners, are they treating you properly through this? Are they bringing ideas to you? Are they innovating? Are they are they with you in your time of need? Or are they the guy that you can't find, that uh, they're not returning your call? And so everybody is part of this uh, disaster, and, and this truly is a disaster, needs to be, I don't want to say keeping score, but they need to be cognizant of who is with them and who's been supporting and who's really part of their mission, because those are the people you're going to really need to push on who are going to help get you on the other side of this. So this is a, it's a great opportunity for people and for organizations that see this as a way to help their customers and to help their partners. Um, and I think those are the organizations that are going to really differentiate themselves from the people who are just what I would say cash and checks. And there's a lot of those people out there. When you have a partner ecosystem, the hope is that you've got partners that can pick up different parts of the work. And you're going to have some partners who aren't doing their job. And, you know, the reality is that you're not going to wake up one day and say, you know what, we're just going to replace them. But you need a system in place where, you know, you can reward people with more work. I mean, nothing says I love you like more work. And nothing says I'm not happy with you than, than taking work away. And so whether it's in the middle of a global pandemic or it's, you know, normal course of business, you need to have those right mechanisms in place to reward and punish behavior. And having a system in place where you can shift work, you know, whether it's IT work, whether it's shared services work, what, whatever work, that needs to be in place. And what's gonna, what the pandemic is going to call out are all of the cracks in your existing processes because your management systems are under more stress right now if you're hyper busy than they've ever been before. And so you're going to start to see all of those things kind of popping out under stress. And now you need to process that. You need to process your partner behavior and you need to incorporate that into your longer term strategy, whether it's, you know, I'm going to move away from partner B and you're not going to do a flash cut. I mean, nobody's, nobody's going to do that. Right. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that, right. To cut off, you know, the old, uh, you know, cut off your nose to spite your face, but you need to understand who is in it for you and to make you successful. And that's critically important. And, you know, who do you want to be, you know, in the foxhole with? Who do you want to be, you know, in the same organization with? Who shares your values and who's going to be there when you really need them? And this is the time where you're going to find out, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of all your partners and, and of, of the people inside your own organization. And, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to see who are going to be your future leaders and who are going to be those, those partners who are going to help take you to the next level. So everybody should be processing what's going on in your organization, right? And it's sometimes it's extremely hard to disassociate yourself with the events of the day. At UPS, we used to have, and again, this was when I was, you know, a, a preload uh, supervisor working, you know, at uh, two o'clock in the morning, we'd have a startup call 
and we have an end of, end of shift call and we process the events of the day. So right now, what I would tell you, if you're an organization, even if you're one that has lost a significant amount of business, you know, what is happening at the beginning of the day? What's happening at the end of the day? And you're going to start to build a library of information. That library of information is going to be critical because when we are getting close to an all clear, you're going to have the basis to build a plan on the changes and the things that you need to do differently as a result of the new normal. I think a lot of questions for us, are we going back to where we were? Is this a new normal? What does the new normal look like? And how do I work in that? And all of this information is going to be part of an assessment at some point of time that you're going to have to do, and every organization should do it, of where were we? Where are we? Based on what's changed, what are we going to do differently? In some cases, you may not be able to do anything differently for some time because you're one of those you know, hyper-busy companies. And so you know, those are the things that I would, I would say you know, start, start doing now. And be ready. We talked about it when I was at BD. You need to be prepared and be in position for when the time comes. And so that's what I I want from all of you is to be in position and be prepared so that when your organization is ready, that you've got all of that ready to go and that you're in position to be in position. Send me an email to, you know, richard.perley at peerdigital.com. I'd love to love to talk to you. Love to love to engage. I'm on Twitter at Pearly Rich and you know, connect to me through LinkedIn. But I'd love to hear from you. We're all in this together. Uh, this is an event the likes of we've never seen before. And you know, my hope is for everybody is that you're maintaining your own mental health, your family's mental health. I'm talking with someone in the psychology profession about coming on and talking about things to do, things not to do. So we may have a special guest speaker coming up uh, in a few weeks. So we'll see, uh, see how that goes. Give me your thoughts and ideas on things that you would like to see or hear as part of this. I want to make this relevant to you as a listener. And we can only do that if we get your feedback and ideas for new content and what you want to hear. Thanks.